0: This is a loosely coupled show with James Hickey and Derek Martin. If you're new to this channel, we chat about software architecture and design. Make sure to subscribe to get all our latest episodes. If you have a suggestion for a topic or a guest, make sure to let us know in the comments.
1: So, yeah, I guess there's been a lot of talk about this Uber, Uber microservice thing that they wrote about. Um, so we, we were just looking for the article that they had put up on their uh, engineering blog and it's 404. So I don't know. It's like they took it down. So I don't know if maybe they, so there was a lot of feedback. I don't want to say negative feedback. I think it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, But yeah, like you tweeted about it. I had tweeted about it and so many others tweeted about it basically saying like this, it's like, a mosaic of all these different concepts cobbled together in a way that you didn't really think through it i i personally think they maybe didn't think through it i don't know if they think through it well like i understand different companies have different needs but definitely they're talking about like soa domain driven design and stuff like that and yeah, but So at first glance I skimmed through the article and I tweeted like, Oh yeah, they're, they're just doing like regular D domain driven design, where they're taking a bounded context and moving that into a microservice or whatever. But then I, I noticed other people were tweeting about it. um, Like about specific, specific details of uh, once you zoom in some more into those smaller components. Um, And it's actually not the case at all. Yeah. It's, It's kind of weird to me. So, I mean, the way I, again, we don't have the article anymore, so it's hard to uh, to kind of go back. But from what I remember, it was basically like everything's a microservice. So you might have like a, in DDD terms, like a bounded context, uh, basically some kind of boundary that's based on your domain, which might be like, I don't know, accounting or shipping or whatever, those kinds of things. But then within those, they would have, like, some components. But then each of those components might have, like, a microservice that only handles UI, a microservice that handles data, a microservice that handles business logic. And from what I remember, it was, like, all direct HTTP. There was no, like, asynchronous messaging. So once I read into that, I was, like, that's that's like 101. that's like distributed I don't want to say distributed systems 101, but if you're going to do distributed systems and start doing microservices and, or DDD, that's kind of like one of the most to me fun, like foundational things you need to get right is like don't use RPC. oh like yeah, RPC, as a general rule, if you're doing RPC, like between like microservices or different applications is potentially a sign that you've not designed your, your system properly. Not to say you can't use RPC ever. I think there's a healthy balance, you know, there are use cases, but everywhere it's like, that's killer. Like I can't, I can't imagine what the performance of that would be like, or if it is performing well what the cost of the hardware they're using is to, to keep that running like now you have to I don't know like it's just the overhead of like having to direct direct calls between microservices like that's kind of a known it's like one of the first things right it's like one of the first things you learn is like, you don't do that so yeah I mean they we wanted to talk about this they, they took the article down.
0: Um, I don't know why. I don't know why it's not there. Who knows? Who knows why yeah. it's not there? I don't know if it's because of feedback or not, but yeah, weird that they took yeah. down.
1: Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, you basically, you had a comment that, you know, it's RPC everywhere and it's not, re- yeah, it's going to cause problems, right? Like,
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird because they're, they, meant, they mentioned that that's how everything was communicating yet they had in no direct, Parag- like actual written text that they mention any messaging but in one of the diagrams they do show events but they don't really mention it they just mentioned hey we have all these services like two thousand something services that all communicate um over rpc um and i don't know if that's hp grpc i can't remember if they yeah. mentioned specifically yeah um, but or maybe both um, but the thing that I didn't really think of um, until recently, I was talking to Ian Cooper last week, and we were just having kind of a general discussion about stuff. And he mentioned this, and, and it makes a lot of sense to me now, is that you got to think about the evolution. Like, I mean, this is all speculation, what I'm about to say. But, yep. And so never mind Uber, just think about any any project that you've probably worked on, or even if you haven't, it could turn out this way, which is if you're starting something that obviously starts from nothing and it really grows and grows and grows, you in the development team grows and grows and grows, you have no choice but to get out of the monolith. Like they wrote that they had essentially, I think they said like they had two monoliths. Mm-hmm. And if you're, and they said the exact reason, if you scale, you can't, you can't have that many developers trying to work on um, these two monoliths. It clearly wasn't working for them. Now this makes sense to me. Now, where do you think the next logical step would be? Would be clearly, it would be saying, "Hey, let's carve off this part of the monolith," but because everything was already communicating in process in that monolith before. We're just going to take that communication out of pro like, you know what I mean? Over the network. So if you had any interface or whatever, it may be, some class that previously was just depending on some other class that all that communication was done in process. Now it's, Hey, let's turn that class. It's implementation is actually going to go over the wire yeah. and hit the other class or whatever service, whatever it needs to do to fetch information or push information to it. So it's basically about like ripping things apart, but keeping the, that monolith is no longer a monolith in the sense of the code base is separated, but now you're doing communication over the wire. And this like that would seem like if you have a monolith and your team's growing at such a large rate, how else would you do it beside, because if you're going to all of a sudden start messaging, and you're going to start having separate databases and like that wouldn't be that like that step you wouldn't have time to do that step yeah so it seems like a logical like transition that. right and then if you just keep going full tilt yes you end up with two thousand microservices where everything is this tiny little service that's interacting with some other service and then what they said the pain of it was in that article was then to try to troubleshoot something you were dealing with a minimum of like 15 other services at any given point which makes sense so like i think if you take the progression of probably where it started with two monoliths to having such a big development team and needing to separate all that in the path that went down with rpc it kind of makes sense it makes sense that that's yeah. how it
1: turned out yeah it's i mean that comes back to like trade-offs and all that. It's, yeah, I mean, it. I can see, especially with Uber, because they, as far as I know, they have like fun, like investing or investors and that kind of thing going on. So yeah, politics and stuff comes into play too, right? Like, hey, we've got to do X, Y, Z by the end of the year or else we're not gonna get our next series of funding. So it's just like, what's gonna be the fastest way that sort of works or works enough.
0: And that's the thing. If you're growing it, I mean, Uber didn't start that long ago, like yeah. probably early 20, like after 2010, I don't know what the number was. I think it said in the article, but I mean, you're talking a relatively short time to have that many developers working on a, a project. I just, I can, I can get it now. I also just think that it was interesting that of uh, the, I mean, you go to this very far end of having all these services, and it's like then you realize, oh, oh boy, <laughs> this is a this is complex. It's yeah. difficult to troubleshoot, etc. So now we shifted, start, yeah, and then the like start the coming shift. back a little bit, right? It's like, hey, now we're going to group all these services together, and then we're going to create a gateway or an entry point for all those collections. So instead of being able to talk to any given service from what I understood from that point when they were talking about the kind of that entry point, then it's like a collection of these services, right? That they're probably still uh, between each other communicating via RPC. Uh, But if you have like little bubbles here, (laughs) right? You don't have like all these 2000 services, kind of all of them available uh, publicly. You have these kind of like these gateways yeah. That then are the kind of the entry point to all the little services within that. That's how I understood the kind of opening part of it of what they were moving to. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but again, if you go with everything got split apart and everything went into, yeah, you know I mean like thousands of pieces, and it's like to try to bring it, tame it back down into whatever the number is that they ended up coming up up at. It, it kind of starts making sense to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, the why definitely makes sense, but it's, like, for me, it's still kind of scary knowing that, it, I mean, my opinion is they've definitely went too far in <clears throat> splitting things up. Because, I mean, if you think of two monoliths, yeah, to take two monoliths and convert that into, I guess, I guess 2,000 services... Um, yeah, that's a lot. So it's kind of like, well, what if, what if you split it up into 20 pieces, you know, like,
0: yeah, I think it's just all relative to the number of developers. Yeah. Cause it ultimately becomes like, um, yeah, it becomes an organizational thing. Like you blogged about this. It, it ends up becoming an organizational thing. So if you have that many developers, it's, you're gonna, the number of services you're probably gonna have are gonna be relative to the number of teams that you have.
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess that's it. Yeah, if you take 2000 and say like 10 people per, I don't know, 10 people per service, that's still 20,000. I don't know how many They might
0: have that. like, some people like, are dealing with a couple of them. That's when they kind of realize, hey, there's somewhat of a group of us that are dealing with like these
1: 20 things. Yeah, that really could be one thing. Yeah, in my mind, I think like if you have ten, yeah, ten developers is like the max. So, yeah, like yeah, yeah. two or three developers per service. I don't know what the average is for them, but that's yeah, six thousand people. I don't know how much they have, but yeah. But like you said, if they're if they double their staff in a year, that's fast, right? I think.
0: What's yeah, I just channel, I but... think it's just easy to see that post and then think like what in the heck?
1: <laughs> because that's what I did initially. For most yeah, I think the problem for most people is they're throwing in domain driven design and SOA and picking little pieces from them, but not. I mean, people who like know DDD and SOA are like, no, like that is not that is not at all what DD, it's actually like the opposite of what DD would suggest to do and what SOA would suggest to do this like SOA in particular, I'm thinking of how like business components or components in SOA, how one component manages the whole slice. So your UI and your data and your business logic, you don't separate that. Um, So, yeah, I think. I guess in a way, logically, maybe that works for them. I think what just scares me is they've split horizontally and vertically. I think that for me is the big concern. They've split vertically into different domains or features or whatever you want to call them. But then they've also split each of those individual things like a microservice for the UI, a microservice for the data, a microservice for whatever. Um, that I feel is maybe the biggest issue for me, other than the RPC everywhere, if if that's the case, right?
0: Yeah, like I guess if I were to like my mind just kind of shifted, like I said, from when I first read it. And I'm I always kind of just go over and over again understanding context. And they did act now that I think about it, they did give the context of where they came from. Right with the monoliths and where they ended up at and the reason why, like they described it. And what's interesting to me is I think about, my concern was, is that like everything else in our world is that people give, like that was an experience report of the company of like how how things have turned out um, and good on them for posting it. Uh, Who knows why they took it down, but um, maybe it moved, who knows, we haven't found it, but but then at the same time, my, my fear a lot of times is people just see that and latch onto it. It's like, that's the next thing. And now we're doing
1: whatever Uber's doing. I think right? that's why a lot of people are so critical of that article in particular. Yeah, but I guess there's been like, there's been so much of these big companies like Spotify, right? There's the Spotify, like model of how you organize your teams and stuff which apparently they didn't even do. (laughs) It was just like a a vision of what they thought might be a good idea. It actually didn't work. And so they moved on from it. But then you have companies who were trying that, I think, and with microservices, right? It's like, oh, let's just exactly what you just said. I've had people contact me and say like, oh, you know, we had this monolith and we split it up into microservices. And now everything's like we're having performance issues because everything's just really chatty between each other um but that hap- that seems to happen a lot just maybe not so much now but definitely you know yeah two years ago or so um it seemed like most content on microservices was kind of not that great great you know in the sense of you're not doing it um yeah that you're it really comes into that chatty chattiness. I think you designed your components to just be really coupled and you're communicating over HTTP or RPC. Sorry, I cut you off there. You're going to say something.
0: No, I was just saying that I think it's like with what I was mentioning, the like context and stuff like that, it just, I didn't think I like the gave context. I didn't really think much about it. I thought about, Hey, you made up this thing and you're describing what this thing is, but it that's okay, because that's where they are. Like that's, that's their software isn't like other people's software. Their organization isn't like it's, yes, there's yeah. some people probably have similarities, but they are where they are because of how they've grown, the software's grown. They needed to make change to adapt to how they're, how they were growing. Um, and it's to say like, Oh, you need to fit this bill. You need to be following all these rules. It's like, that's like throwing that down which what i was kind of doing is like that's that's totally disregarding the context of
1: yeah.
0: how they actually operate you know what i mean it's like there's so much more to it to just say oh well you're not really doing this and you should be doing this and it's like well yeah that's all great but the re-, like think about any system you like i live in it, like there's an evolution of stuff and it's just like yeah just to be at like this gold place you know what i mean where everything's <laughs> great it's like that's not the reason why things aren't is because things have changed and you've adapted the best you could. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, I'd be interested. I hope I really hope they didn't take that down. Yeah, um, you know, and I think my like I said, I think if they did, I suspect maybe it's because they, they used terms like domain driven design and bounty context. But then when you see how they've done it, it's kind of it's yeah, it's different. It's not It's not really DDD, but anyways, that's, that aside, it would be interesting to to see like, like you're saying, where they go in the future, like what issues they legitimately have, if they find they do have performance issues. Um, what would concern me is if they just kind of more add more abstractions, right? So you have all these little components inside the bubble and you've got an API gateway on top. And I think there were actually other, ways like uh we don't have the article so i'm just going from memory but i remember there was like events somehow events were admitted and it looked like it was rpc but i don't remember yeah i don't
0: know it was just in the diagram it didn't really
1: yeah mention it so yeah for me for me i hope if i were in that situation i definitely would not want to start adding more abstractions over all of this because it's like pretty complex as it is Um, yeah but uh, it'd be interesting to see where they go from there and again maybe maybe they'll solve some of these issues with better hardware or on-demand computing Um, you know if you have individual services that you need to scale
0: yeah they didn't really
1: they didn't really I don't
0: think touch they didn't really touch on that What I'll try to do is I'll either try to find the original post if it landed somewhere or a copy of it archived somewhere and I'll include it in the (laughs) description. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Loosely Coupled Show. If you did, please subscribe
1: for more on software architecture and design.